0: Good morning. It is a rainy and gloomy day here in Atlanta. It's Wednesday, January fourth. Um, I got some stocks to go over. Let's start off with uh, a, a a a famous Jim Cramer predicts these ten Dow stocks will perform and well <laughs> perform well in twenty twenty three. This is the kiss of death for all ten of these companies. Um, I <laughs> I mean. You look at these 10 companies and you're just like, okay, what the F is he thinking? Chevron, CVX, let's take a look at CVX. It has been running super, super high. Um, It is right now at 173. The algorithm probably is going to get you out in the next couple of days. I predict it to come down here to 168. I've said it before, anything in the 160s, I think you can buy it and I think you can trade it up to the 180s. Um, I, I do think that that probably is where you're looking at Chevron in the, uh, in 2023. I think he's out of his freaking mind. I think he's a pump and dump artist. I think he bought a ton of this, uh, for his charitable trust. And he's trying to pump it up for 2023 so that he can dump it. Uh, he should be inve- investigated by the sec. This guy's as bad as Sam Bankman Fried. Kramer is a douche. Don't get me started. It's a good company. Dividend is 3.26, something that you don't mind holding. December 14th, um, neutral to underperform from Exane, BNP, Paribas. October 24th, downgrade, buy to hold. 177 and a 190 price target. You're trading at 173. Um, I, I do think that you're getting down to that. Anything under 170, I think... You, uh, you, you, you take this one. I, I don't agree with Kramer that CVX is going to be great. If we go into a recession, these oil companies are going to get killed. Honeywell, I don't think it's a bad investment, but you're running up against a, a recent run-up. I mean, look at this. 214. You, you had, just had a 20% gain in this, in the algorithm, from September uh, d- out to December. 23%. Um, H-O-N is the symbol. Uh, let's look at this one. You are 3% below your 52-week high. You're running up against 52-week highs, and this douchebag heading into a recession thinks that this is going to perform well? Procter & Gamble. This one I put out in the uh, private Facebook group um, that's in there. It's a P-E of 26. Um. It's a 52-week high is 165. It's 8% below its 52-week high. You just had a recent run-up on this one, I believe, as well. Um, Procter & Gamble, you're in the middle of a run-up, 124 at uh, October 12th. You're still in this one at 152. This douchebag wants you to buy it close to its 52-week high. It's 8% below its 52-week high. Travelers Corporation. Let's look at this one. uh, travelers, uh, TRV is the symbol, sorry, TRV, same thing, it's run up, just had a 188 price, you're you're getting off a 20% gain on this one, um, TRV, let's look at the, it, it, you know, this guy's screaming about, uh, uh, um, you know, the, the PE values are too high at some of these tech companies. He, some of the tech companies are lower than what he's re- referring to. Uh, Travelers, 13 PE. That's huge for an insurance company. You are 2% below your 52-week high of 191. And he says, oh, it's going to perform well. J&J, this one, I tend to agree with him. I don't think you're going to make um, go up to $200 per share on this one. I think you'll do fine with a 2.54% dividend. Um, you are four percent below your fifty-two week high. I just got rid of some of this because it's it's close to its fifty-two week high. You're coming off a a, a good run on this one. Um, you know, four percent, one percent. You're just kind of floundering in the one seventies. He wants you to buy it here, Disney, Disney. If there's a more expensive stock that's in the Dow, I don't know. Now, now you're you're down at your lows. This is one that I do think could come back, but it's just. It's got a kiss of death on it right now. You're 44% below your 52-week high. Your 52-week high is 160. You're trading at 88. But the PE is 50. 50. Earnings per share this year are, are expected to um, uh, go up 170%. Uh, and that's just because we're reopening, blah, blah, blah. I don't think this one's a bad one. AXP. I've said AXP was a great, great stock. Uh, at one sixty, one seventy, I still think it's a great stock. This is a good one. This is one I can't beat them up over. The PE is fourteen. Um, you look at Visa; the PE is twenty nine. So, AXP I, I think is a good one. Cisco, I owned Cisco back in nineteen nineties. Um, this one, it's probably at the same price that it was in nineteen nineties. Um, <laughs> let's we'll, we'll look at a chart. It's PE is 17. It's got a 3% dividend. You're twenty three. You're right in the middle of its 52-week range. But you know what we'll do? Let's look at a long-term chart of this one. I'm going to take you back, and I'm going to look at a monthly chart. Now, tell me, has this been a phenomenal stock to hold all the way since 2000, the dot-bomb days? If you bought this in the dot-bomb days, You paid $50 a share, you're trading at $48 a share right now. Is that a great company that's going to provide you incredible, incredible wealth uh, in 2023? I don't think so. Salesforce, CRM. This is a crazy expensive stock. And if you look at this one, take a look at this monthly. Um, This is a stock. Do you think this one's coming back? It's just, it's crossed its 50 day. You've got downward spiral. This is a monthly. That's the entire year of 2022. There was no reason to be in this at all in 2022. So all of a sudden, he's now got a good feeling about this because the the CEO takes his, uh, his calls. The PE is 486. Where in the world does he think that this one's coming from? Goldman Sachs. I like Goldman Sachs at 300. I don't like it here at 340. Uh, it's book value is 307. Your PE is 922. I think you've still got room to go down on this one. And if we look at the algorithm, I, I don't, I'm not even going to look at the algorithm on Salesforce just because I don't want you in that one. But uh, Goldman Sachs is using the 200 day as its support 340. If you can get in at 340, I think you're okay. I think you'll come up here to 380 again. Uh, I think it's a phenomenally well-run business. So as far as uh, what you want to invest in, Johnson & Johnson is going to stay in the 170s. You're going to make a 2% gain on that one. You ain't going to miss on that one. Disney, I think you can gamble on. American Express, I like it. Um, and Goldman Sachs. Let me write those down. Uh, I'm going to write those down for me. Uh, I think, um, let's see. I'm, I'm going to write for me, Disney, American Express, and Goldman Sachs. Out of his 10 stocks, I think there's three. And those are three that you can take a chance on. I don't think you'll kill it on Goldman Sachs. I don't think you'll kill it on American Express. Uh, I think you could make 20, 30% on Disney. Um, you know, Again, Iger's back. It, it looks good. So uh, my weekly stock pick posted, um, there's momentum for industrials and healthcare. So I thought I'd take a look at um, the spider sectors. Industrials is XLI, is the spider sector. And you can see it does have some momentum with it. It's kind of down here. It's got this gap down here that it mm, almost filled at 96. 99 is not a horrible place for it. You're coming off this just historic 20% run. Um, And you look, you've got this 11% run uh but right now for a momentum uh he talks on a weekly basis mine is a 4 hour i think you could probably make a couple of bucks on this one but what i would do is take a look at what the xli um the components of the xli and you can look do that in your brokerage um to try and just look up the etf xli and it'll tell you what it's made up of uh and take a look at that uh healthcare is xlv uh, v. yes xlv is healthcare um, you had a cross up here, 136. You're trading at 135. Uh, again, I, I don't think that you know from my perspective, from my weekly stock perspective. Um, he talks of momentum for a weekly kind of thing. Uh, these are two sectors that he believes are in a a a momentum for this week. Um, you're coming off of. Pretty good um runs for these. The healthcare um yeah bought in on October 14th and it got you my algorithm got you out on December 16th with a 7% gain, but you could have gotten significantly higher here selling at 140 instead of 135. So I do think that that, you know, subscribe to his newsletter. Um if you want to just look up on uh Twitter, I follow him, just look up my weekly stock. And you can see his newsletter. It is a phenomenally well put together newsletter. Uh, He does a lot of work on it. It comes out once a week. Um, He tells you which stock is his algorithm. Um, He's based on momentum. Um, He's a weekly stock trader. And last year, I think he made like 20% last year. God, you know, I wish I made 20% last year, but uh, he's got a great, great system. Um, one that James on YouTube, we were looking at it, I was hanging out on YouTube for quite a while, um, Cigna and I drew this chart. And if you're looking on YouTube, you can kind of see the chart that I'm looking at. Um, I drew these trend lines and what I did was with Cigna, I took the bottom, uh, the bottom portion and I said, okay, let me look at touching three points there, or I'm sorry, I took the top portion, touch three points there. And then I touched three points on the bottom. And I just said, okay, let's take a look at this trend line. You're kind of down in the lower half of this trend. So while the algorithm doesn't necessarily get you into Cigna, Cigna's got a um, RSI right now of 34. Uh, The MACD is crossing down. Um, Let's look at some volume levels here. Let's pull this volume level right to, I'm going to pull it to November 3rd. So we'll look at the volume levels since November. Um you've kind of got your volume shelf here. Uh if you break this, I think 310, you're only trading at 318, but I think 310 might be a good volume level for you to try and get into. Uh I don't think that 310 is going to break this uh this uh this this kind of run upwards, but if you wanted to get into a healthcare stock, I think you could get into that one. UNH was down I think yesterday um when I saw it. Uh, yeah, the algorithm has you out of this one. Like I said, my particular uh, theory, I think you can wait till it gets down here towards 500, 503, 502, somewhere in that neighborhood. Um, if you wanted to get into this one, I thought that was good. Um, let me look at Netflix. Netflix is one I personally have never invested in. Um, but I will tell you, I'm bullish on this one. Uh, I've been watching a couple of Netflix shows. It does not integrate into my Apple TVs. And I am the bougiest of bougie uh, streamers. I've got Apple TVs, which are $100 devices across my uh, my, my house. Um, I use, I think there's four Apple TVs in the house. I think I've got one Roku. I've got, uh, no, I've got three Rokus. I've got two. Um, and yes, I live alone and I have like nine TVs in the house. Uh, I've got a couple of Amazon and and nothing beats Apple for me. Apple just integrates better. It works so much better. Um, the box has way more memory than any of these sticks or any of these other boxes. It never freezes up. It's just a really well put together software and hardware, uh, mixture. Um, but Netflix doesn't integrate into the Apple TV app, which it allows you to track. So Essentially, I every other app that I have, Netflix, Paramount, or I'm sorry, um, uh, Hulu, Paramount, um, Stars, Amazon, any, everything, I can just go into the Apple TV app and I have my list that I've curated and it'll recommend some other stuff and recommend new stuff, but I have it curated. The only app that doesn't integrate is Netflix. And so I've got to get out of the Apple TV app and go into Netflix if I want to watch stuff. I find myself doing that. I really do. Netflix is the only app, if I had to get rid of all my streamers and only have one, it would be Netflix. And I know it's expensive, but here's why I'm, why I'm bullish. A, uh, you, if they get on hold of these uh, passwords, um, and it, it was said before that for every paid user, there are five unpaid users. And that's just across the U.S., If they just get one to 20% increase in revenues, they get two to 40% increase in revenues. Um, Now, here's the other reason I'm bullish. Uh, They have trivia games. I didn't, don't know if you know this, but they have trivia games on Netflix that you can play at parties. It was crazy. It was fun. Um, I don't think you can play against people yet, but that's probably coming. I would assume Um, the other thing that they have our uh nike workout programs uh, i said i was going to do it yesterday i did not do it i went to get my library card uh and i was told that my uh, lost library card cost two dollars and i said i don't need a card i just use it for ebooks and uh digital subscriptions he said oh I don't, I don't have to charge you anything i said do i look cheap trying to fight a two dollar lost library card she kind of nodded her head <laughs> so i felt like a douche i felt like kramer I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, so I went for my library card, and then I did some grocery shopping, and I came home, and the dogs needed a walk, and then it started to rain, so I decided to, um, you know, check the house out. Blah blah blah. I've been gone for a while, so I, I got busy. Um, but I'm gonna do the, the the Nike workout on Netflix today. Those are three big reasons why I'm big on Nike, or I'm so big on on Netflix. I'm big on Nike too. Netflix's RSI is 56. I My particular guess would be I would want it closer to the 200-day, but the algorithm just triggered on 290. I think anything under 300 on this one, I think you're good. And the reason I think you're good is if I drag this way back and we just look at this gap that was um, March, April, I'm sorry, April of last year, this was where they missed their uh, subscriber forecast. That gap starts at 350. I think you're covering this gap. So anything at below 300, I think you've got 350 in the bag. And the reason is they've got this business under control. It's similar to Meta. Um, Meta is, is getting their spending and their, their hiring practices under control. This one just triggered a a buy at 118, you're at 129. Uh, You just got out of a 22% gain right before that trigger. So I I think you're coming up to this 200-day. You might use the 200-day at 131, 132 as a resistance level if you break to that, that 130 level because here, if we go to meta, meta right now is an 11 PE and it's a pretty solid Cash flow business. Um, it's, it's 52 week high is 343. It's 52 week low Low is 88. I think if you get to a 120 hand, uh, I'm sorry, a teen handle, so if you get to 119, 118, 117, I think you snap this one up because I think it's put in a pretty good support level here at about 115. Uh, so I think you take that teen and I think you, you run with it. But this, this is why I'm big on Netflix. This is why I'm big on Meta. Uh, I'm also big on Google because of its value. Um, you know, let's talk about some energy. Energy's getting killed. Um, Devin is down below 60. Oxy is down below 60. LNG, remember I was talking about this one? And we talked about this one way back in July where it was kind of put capitulating here around 140. And I said, if it breaks 150, and I was listening to Josh Brown, and if it breaks 150, then buy it. Uh, it hopefully folks bought it and it, it rode all the way up to almost $200. I think it was, yeah, uh, 175. So you made a pretty good killing in that. Uh, but what we've seen with LNG, just like Boyle, just like all the other natural gas is all the way since December, it has just slid down and it's warmer weather uh, and it's natural gas coming down to its regular prices. Um, warmer weather in Europe. You're talking about 60s at night. We went over it yesterday. There's no reason to buy this one now. You can see it trading below the Bollinger Bands. Um, it's got a green candle in it because it just, you know, it's 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 opened. It's higher than when it opened up right now. So the current candle is green. There's no reason to think that this one's coming back. It's still super expensive. If we go over here to Finvis. Um, it's not making money. It's got a 1% dividend. You're 23% below your 52 week uh, high. You are 38% above your 52 week low. And so I think this one, you know, do, do you ask me, could it go back to a hundred? I think it could. I think it could go back to these one, 120 levels. Um, we talked about Boyle and KOLD right now. KOLD is still in that, that big move boil. Um, let's look at Boyle real quick. Um, I'm looking at it on Active Trader Pro, but I'm not going to switch the uh, the the view. Uh, you're at 1450. It's up one percent in the pre market. I think you're just capitulating here. KOLD is still your play. You've got gaps all the way down. This is a messy, messy chart. If you're in this anywhere from 12 to 17 dollars and you're holding it at 32 dollars, you're greedy as f. I, I mean, you know, at some point you've got to get rid of this. If you're you're in at twelve dollars and you're at thirty two dollars right now, sell sell the pig, sell the cow, sell the farm. I mean, you know, it is coming down. The RSI is at seventy nine, so at some point, Boyle becomes a buy, uh, and it's just slipped too much. You can look at Boyle. We were at thirty dollars, I think, just at the middle of December. Yeah, forty three dollars. I was talking this. This one was a great buy at thirty eight. Because I thought it was going to come up here to this 200-day. Uh, Nobody knows the weather. Nobody can tell what this stuff's doing. Again, rule number one, don't listen to some douche on the internet. Rule number two, never listen to Jim Cramer. Rule number three, there's a douches on the internet who will tell you what to do. It's your money. So, you know, uh, again, you know, t- take these. These are triple levered ETFs. Put your stop losses at, at, at a pretty tight, but take your profits. Don't think that, you know, hey, just because it's at 32, it can go to 40. It could, but greedy people, look at me. I was up 30, 40% in BABA, and I just held on to it. I wound up writing off like 60%, 60% loss. Uh, you know, do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> um, so let's go through some. Oh, one that I wanted to look at. Jim Kramer was on last night. There was a guy who said, he bought Hertz um, at about, I, I think he, he it was pre-bankruptcy, he had Hertz. Um, and Jim Cramer said, well, um, you know, I, I think it's going up. Hertz is one, it's cr- anybody who's rented a car recently knows the headache of getting a car and the prices that you pay. There's a gap up here. And I noticed this last night when I was looking at it, between 17 and 18. It's kind of capitulated here. And I'd want you to do a little bit more research than I, because I have not done uh, any research into the actual fundamentals of this. You're 5% above your 52 week low, but you're 40% below your 52 week high. This has been a slide. Look at this chart. Look at that trend line that they've got going right there. Um, It's just a downward trending stock. I don't know that this is a bad one at this point. And the only reason I say that is just because um at 15 and 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 this much is it something you take a take a chance on? Again, it, I, it was December 27th, $15.37. You're only trading at 15.25. So it's capitulating here. Those Bollinger bands are sinking up. And, and the the MACD's low enough, the RSI is low enough that Travel, man. If people are coming back, travel. It, it might be a good a, a good opportunity. I'm going to keep it on my watch list. I'm not necessarily betting on it. I might put small money into it just to see what it does, and then dollar cost average. Verizon's above forty. This is one I was looking at. You're you're buying it. Was it thirty seven on December twenty second? I said, hey, it's below its two hundred day. I think you're going to use that 200-day as, as resistance. That was at 39. You've broken through it. I think this one goes back to cover these gaps up here at 44, 45. Um, Verizon is killing it when it comes to 5G. Now, the, the cell phone race is a race to the bottom, but this has a 6.51% dividend, and it's a solid dividend. The RSI right now is at 73. It's expensive but I do think you have 10% even from this $40 mark. I think you could come back up here and cover this gap at 44. Um, It's uh, PE is 8.72. If we look at AT AT&T, their PE is 6.9. AT&T is just a poorly run business. Eh, It's looking like it's in a positive trend right now from 15 up to 19. Um, And I think these solid businesses that make money that produce solid cash flow. Yeah, they may be spending, but they're probably cutting back spending. You know, AT&T's dividend is 5.92. You look at uh, T-Mobile. If I can type uh, T-Mobile. T-M-U-S. Watch this. 113 PE. This one's just too expensive. There's no way you get into this one. There's no dividend. You're 9% below your 52-week high. That's why I think Verizon, Verizon, and and AT and T have turned around the T Mobile growth story. That's essentially what you're getting. So uh, I I put that down as hey, that's a good one. Uh, Nvidia, uh, I got out of no, I didn't. I didn't. I'm still holding my uh my AMD because it's short term. I forgot that I went over that. But Nvidia is touching this uh 200 day right now. You can see what's used its 200-day back here in August as resistance. It kind of broke through it. Now it's down below it, and it's kind of capitulating around there. It's got this gap down to 138. I think that that gap was covered right here. So as these Bollinger Bands, as this top one comes down and this bottom one comes up and it cinches up a little bit, I think you're getting ready for another move. And just looking at the MACD and the RSI, my guess is this move would be up, and you look at these uh, the the volume shelves right here. You've got a volume shelf right here at about one forty two. Uh, if you break that one, you're going down to one twenty four because there's just no no room down um, between one thirty five and one forty two is kind of your your support level right here. Uh, I think one sixty three you've got it in the bag. Uh, Long term, I do think that this one probably gets back to the two hundred dollars. It's a super expensive chip stock, and chips are just not very in favor. You're 34% above your 52-week high, a low of 108. You're 52% below your 52-week high of 304. I think you're buying in a good place here for long term, I should say. Long term, I've said that, that the 120s on this one for long term were a great buy. Um, I, I think that continues to be about the right price, 120 to 140 I think you're good there. Long term, you might lose money in the short term. So identify what portion of the trade you want to get into. Okay, we're going to go over scans. Um, one that Jim Cramer says will perform well in 2023. I do not agree with him. I own this one, but uh, J&J. J&J is the symbol. Uh, Johnson and Johnson, one seventy eight seventeen is the buy. You're trading at one seventy nine right now. Um, This one is right up against fifty two week high. Fifty two week high is one eighty six, so you're three percent below that. Um, It's got a good dividend of two point five four percent over the past year. It's up four percent, so four percent in a year. I'd take that along with a two two and a half percent dividend. I've held on to this one. I Sold a little bit of it just to take some profits because I have held on to it so long. One that I like that is probably crazy to actually like is docuSign. I like their business. this is a secondary cross up here on a on a run that's currently going on at at fifty dollars and twenty three cents you're at fifty seven so you've made your ten percent but it has a secondary cross up the rsi is at sixty one so it is expensive uh it it is it it's holding its 200-day. Its 200-day is at 52. So your downside would be down 10% from 57 to 52. If you hold, just put your stop loss in at 52, I think that golden cross is coming. You see that 50-day coming? That 50-day hasn't been anywhere near uh, the 200-day uh, uh, the uh, for a long, long time. I mean, look at that. You just haven't touched it. And these are four-hour charts. Let's go to daily. Uh, we'll look at the daily just to see, is it turning? Yeah. See, the 50 days, finally turning positive. I think you may have reached a bottom in this one. And if you've reached a bottom, then I think we might be good. Here's the thing. When you look at the actual, um, they're not making money. Their forward PE is 26. Earnings per share this year are expected to go up 72%. Um, per, in the last year, you're down 62%. You're sixty two percent below your fifty-two week high of one fifty six. You're forty-seven percent above your fifty-two two week low of thirty-nine. So I, I think it's it's a good it it gotta cross up. I like again, I, I'm a big fan of of um, DocuSign for closing, you know, closing closing any legal stuff. Um, signing your your doctor stuff. I like DocuSign. Another one that I like. UPS. Um, they've had some, some troubles of late with shipping and stuff like that. You have a cross up here at 175.24. This one, the algorithm makes you 15%. Buying and holding makes you 8%. There's 29 positions in 1,000 candles. You win 38% of the time. Your average win is 5%. In my mind, I think you hold this one because I do think as shippers go, I think um, you're going to see this one pick up. Uh, I, I, I I would expect this to be back to $200 a share. Um, if we look at the some of the fundamentals of this one, your PE is 13. So it's not a crazy, crazy expensive stock. You're 24% below your 52-week high of 233. You're only 13% above your 52-week low of 154. You got a 3.47% dividend. That's a solid dividend. Um, I, I, just, you know, again, this is a solid, solid company that I think will be at $200 by the end of the year. I, I don't think you trade the algorithm. I think you just use the algorithm to find your entry point on this one. Uh, another one that I like, uh, but I don't use is Adobe. I use PDFs, but Adobe's in this ascending triangle and it's just stuck here. You can clearly see that 200 is providing resistance, but it just broke above the 200 day. So, uh, at 33680, I think you might have some of these gaps. Like this one's below the 200 day, but it's 3 at 380, 384. I think you might have that gap in its uh in its target. Um the MACD's kind of flat, the RSI's at 54, it's kind of in no man's land. That ascending triangle is good, but it's it's Big into this ascending triangle. So you're going to want to see it to break above 345, 346. And I think if we hold above 345 or 346, I think you're off to the races. Um, that's just my opinion. I had to get out of Baba. Um, I wrote off like an 80% loss on Baba, but K Web, good God, K Web. Um, you had a buy in here at 1995 on October 27th. You've got this huge ascending triangle. You're at $33 right now. KWeb is a uh, China ETF. Um, it's been a favorite. Uh, it's got gaps all the way up. It's up above its 200 day. Um, when you look at KWeb, let's look at the 52 week um, uh, performance. You are 15% below your 52 week high of $39. You are uh, 94% above your 52 week low of uh, 17. So I do think that, you know, it, it, it's a secondary cross up. The RSI is high. China's just flying. They're expecting it to, to be up. Boeing, legendary run on Boeing. God, this this you've got this ascending triangle right now that you've broken out of. Um, 129 on October 4th. You're still in that buy and you're trading at $200 per share. The RSI is super super overbought at 71. There is something coming out. They're going to re- reinstate this dividend. There is something that people on Wall Street know. This at $200, I think if they reinstate the the dividend, I think you're looking at 250. Um but, you know, Boeing is still right now it's got, you know, it's not making money. Its forward PE is 82. Doesn't have a dividend. Uh, performance for 1 year you're down 3%. So you can see it back here in um, uh, April of last year. This is where you were. You were at 200, and you did this dip, and you're back up at 200. So you've made the full round trip in a year. But Boeing, Boeing had a cross-up. Another one that, that has an interesting chart, but I don't know. I found it on the, uh, when I scanned the ARC funds, is Okta. This is a software company. They're not making money. They just broke the 200-day. And the question is, this is a great company. Um, They've got some pretty brilliant software. I don't particularly know what it is. I've just read articles on it. And when I say that, I am completely disclosing. It's a software company. The forward PE is 242. Uh, I think this is like Snowflake. Uh, I do know that Snowflake software, I would probably want Snowflake over Okta, to be honest with you. Uh, January 4th, 2023, uh, one of the analysts, Target... $90 $90 price target. It's trading at $70. Uh, and that's why you're up. That was January. That was today, January 4th. December 15th, um, Webb Bush, $86 price target. December 13th, Cowan, $70 price target. And you're at the $70. In December uh, 13th, let's see, what were you trading on December 13th? Let's look at December 13th. You were trading at uh, 73 Brilliant for, uh, who was it? Um, Cowan to say their price target is $70 when you're trading at 73. Douches. Um, but that's it. So if I, if, if, if I'm looking at some, some things to trade today, I'm looking at, uh, some, some Boyle maybe. Let's go over to Active Trader Pro. Let's see what Boyle's doing. Um, Boyle right now doesn't have any, any justification. No vol- <laughs> It's lost it. So the market opens and it loses its its validation. KOLD is your play for the long term. Um, KOLD might it might go up another ten percent today. Let's see what K KOLD is down. But look, we're gonna move this in so you can see. Um, it's above the nine day, above the the nine day, above the twenty one day, above the VWAP. It's on the upper end of the Bollinger Bands. The volume uh, level is between 32.55 30, and 32.64. You're trading at 32.40. So it's on a downward trend right now. It's got to be brought down closer to that nine day. So, um, yeah, it's just, again, do you want, do, you know, are you going to, it's a five minute, let's look at a one minute, let's see if it has any volume whatsoever. Oh, one that I did not want to bring up is Uvixie. Um the VIX is at twenty two. Remember that wants to be at thirty. Uh especially if we're heading into a um a recession. So Uvixi is one to keep an eye on. I think it's at seven when I checked it last night. It's at six six seventy one. Um so yeah. God. Uvixi is one look look at that. The volatility is going up. But it's not going up by much. I mean, you're talking about cents. See how it spiked there? Right at 10 o'clock. I think there was news. Uh, ISM manufacturing PMI. 4.84, 48.84 uh, December versus 48.5 estimate. So it was below. Manufacturing is getting weaker. So the VIX is going up. Volatility will go up. I um, think I gave you enough to, for today. It's a half hour show. Um, if you're on YouTube... I'll be hanging out there. Uh, if you made it this far, rate it, rate the show, hit the five stars uh, on Spotify, hit the five stars on Apple, just rate it, um, leave me a a, a a review if you want on Apple, I think that that helps a lot. Um, if you want to see the charts, go on to YouTube, uh, join us in the private Facebook group, um, chat in there with other, other folks who uh, kind of listen. Um, uh, I think we've got close to 100 people in there. It's not many. I mean, we've got thousands of people that listen a day on here. Uh, it's like pulling teeth with you people, trying to get you over there. Uh, remember, rule number rule number two, never listen to Jim Cramer and those 10, 10 stocks that I just showed you. You, you. Half of them, you're trading close to 52-week highs. And and if he thinks that, that we're going to continue higher into a recession, he's out of his effing mind. Uh, whatever. Don't get me started on him. Okay, I'll talk to you tomorrow. See ya.